Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Well, hello, Jonathan. How are you this week? I'm doing well, Amy. Uh, I heard earlier that we were talking offline that you've had a sick kid. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I know that's no fun for you. Yeah, we're in week two of this, and I think maybe we're on the the end, but it's uh, made for, I guess, made for some spontaneous days trying to figure out what each day is gonna gonna bring. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, we're on the mend. Yep, and if you listen to last week's podcast, that that does mean that you won't be in town this week for the wedding, and that does mean no cheesecake for me. That's so, correct. That's correct. I I am. I'm coming. suffering here. Yes, I know. I am coming in a few weeks for a conference uh, that I'm just attending. HippieCon. But yes, that's correct. I will be there um, the first week, uh, first, second week, something like that in October, but not there, not coming there this weekend. So the cheesecake will have to wait. Lizette Beard gets I a pass. So. Yes, she All does. Right. Well, okay. Well, we'll have to just move on without that. I guess we can, we can keep potting this week. So. Yes, there's a still, uh, as always, there are things happening. Yes, there are. A couple of big things happening. Uh, number one, uh, probably the biggest news of the week, and biggest news since the INB news, I guess, is the Georgia Baptist Convention announces a major reinvention, a new name and direction in ministry. This was big. Yeah, this was really big. The Georgia Baptist Convention is, or, or the State Baptist Convention of Georgia whatever the formal name is, they're now going by the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. So they have changed their name uh, and they have uh, changed uh, their focus, I guess you could say, uh, to eight principles, ministry that compels the next generation to be engaged, that strengthens churches and church leaders, that puts more resources into connecting children and teens, that results in more gospel proclamation and salvations, that brings ethnic churches and leaders into leadership and full participation, that directly supports the priorities of the five smooth stones, which is something they've done in the past, that mobilizes people to personally engage in missions and that compels people to want to give more financially. So that's kind of their eight focus or foci, foci, um, uh, that they're going yes, for. Yeah, something like that. Points, um, yes. eight points. But objectives, that's what yes, they call it. Objectives. objectives. But uh, Bob White, the executive director of the GBMB, I guess we call them now, uh, That's going to be hard. That will be hard to adjust. <laughs> They'll be Georgia Baptist for a long time, but um, yeah. the GBC. But he said the identity is crystallized in one sentence. We are a missionary sending agency in Georgia. And they uh, three major emphases, global mission support, Georgia church services and church planning partnerships, and Georgia community evangelism and missions. So yes. the, the question is, what does it mean that they will be a mission send, missionary sending agency in Georgia? Does that mean international missionaries? Does that mean local church planning without the aid of NAM? I, I don't know. So we just have to kind of wait and see. Yeah, but they one thing that's definitely uh, what they're demonstrating is their heart for uh, for mission for doing yeah. uh, doing that work. Um, it's they and they've gone all out. I mean they they talked through the name they talked through all the the uh objectives their identity they put out a new logo um that is the state of georgia with a cross and uh they're taking it they're very serious about about yes. this and in the process they have made a whole kind of different strategy dispersing their employees across the state 
Um, yeah, that was the big thing. That was the decentralization yeah. of the state offices. Uh, they're even looking at selling the Baptist Missions and Ministry Center, uh, which mm-hmm. is just one of, uh, it's not one of, it is the most immaculate state missions uh, headquarters building in the Southern Baptist Convention. There's no doubt. I mean, it's, it's yeah. night and day. Uh, there's a picture, you can see the picture at uh, their website, which we link to at SBCThisWeek.com. Yeah, it's a beautiful building. Um, it, it's something else. So uh, there's no doubt about that. And it's a probably a, it was a $42 million profit in, or project. And they say that they could sell it for a premium. So in other words, they can make money if they try to sell it. So uh, that would set them up for a long time financially if they were to sell that, decentralize the staff and, uh, you know, rent a smaller space that could be used uh, somewhere else in the, in the state of Georgia, uh, probably still in the Atlanta area, I'm guessing. But at the same time, they could save a lot of money by selling that and renting somewhere else or leasing or even buying something smaller. So yeah. that, that's, I, they said they're putting that on the table. I know this is something we've talked about in the past, um, not maybe on this podcast, but I know, you know, because this went on uh, maybe two, three years ago, I guess, uh, there was talk about that, maybe even further back. But the, the Baptist Missions and Ministry Center uh, had some debt on it, but they paid that off earlier this year uh, with a, a, I guess, a gift from the Georgia Baptist Hospital Foundation, uh, which okay. doesn't have any hospitals anymore. Uh, but they gave them a $25 million gift to pay that debt off. And uh, that you know, has allowed that, them to be able to sell this now, I guess, and, and to be able to, to kind of be set financially for a while. So you know, it, it financially, it makes sense. And, uh, you know, part of this, and we talked about this a little bit last week as well, part of this is the Christian Index has disbanded their board and have been folded into the communications department at the Georgia Baptist Missions Board, Missionary Board, Missions Board, Missionary Board, Mission Board. Um, I can't remember. It's going to take some while. Mission Board, It's going to take a while for us to remember that. But uh, the Georgia Baptist Missions Board has now kind of folded in the Christian Index into the communications department. So it, it's just going to be the, the christianindex.org, I guess, will be the communications mouthpiece of the right. Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Right. Well, and, and they've, done, they've done a lot of work here, streamlining departments, thinking yeah. through uh, what's going to work best. They've talked about while they're in that building, you know, changing their hours so that people can be yeah. out on the Closing road. on Fridays. Yeah. Which, and, and it makes sense because churches are closed on Fridays and nobody calls them on Fridays. So, you know, that, right, it, right. it makes sense. What they're doing really, really, really makes sense. Yeah, it really does. And also, I mean, they talk about, they said it doesn't mean that people won't work on Fridays. They just are going to do other other things. They might be in the field assisting churches. They might work from their home. Um, so they're just, they're just trying to say, okay, it's a new day. It's 2015. How do we make this work? well yeah and and you know kudos to them i commend them for you know the the reorganization the the decentralization of the staff i think we were going to see a lot more of this Mm -hmm. in years to come from other states we talk about this you know kind of every time there's a big thing going on in the state we're seeing the dominoes start to fall we're seeing the direction things are going so uh, it'll be interesting to see what exactly is meant by a missionary sending organization so that are missionary sending agency in Georgia. That's the, uh, the big, I don't know what that means quite yet. Yes. But obviously we see and know their heart and, um, their desire, uh, and they're, they're acting on that. So. They are. 
Some other news in Georgia, and this one, Amy, uh, we talked about this before, but the uh, the school in Villa Rica, Georgia, the school district says that the baptisms that took place on the football field violated policy. Yeah, um, the superintendent did this investigation uh, and said that it, it was violating policy, but was very clear it was not done with any kind of malicious intent. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I don't know if this will be the end of it. Um, it may just be one of these things where the superintendent says, hey, y'all, don't do that again. And nothing ever comes of it. We'll see. I, I doubt that the the secular group that brought the complaint is going to just let it drop. The Freedom from right. Religion Foundation. I, I, I don't see them going, okay, good for us and moving on. Uh, they're probably going to push this a little bit more. I don't know how far it'll go, uh, but we'll just kind of keep an eye on this. But we were right to think that that was not the last we had heard of it. <laughs> Right, and this probably gonna, won't be the last we've heard of it either. But uh, we'll, right, we'll kind of keep it on continue. This. But um, yeah, I mean, what what it does say at least is that the the folks in administration have looked and said, "We've looked into this. We know that no one was trying to sort of buck up against school policies. Um, we don't. We we do have some facility procedures, but this the they they aren't being combative." Yes. And uh, moving on to some other news, some new faces in new places. Robbie Gallaty, the pastor at Brainerd Baptist in Chattanooga, has been announced as the next pastor uh, candidate, and th- that should take place this weekend. The vote on that should take place this weekend as, as this podcast is airing uh, at Long Hollow Baptist Church here in the Nashville area. It's on the north side of town in Hendersonville. I know you're familiar with that area. Uh, yes. But the uh, the only reason this would be, I guess, big news is, one, it's because it's local to me, and two, because right. Long Hollow is one of the largest churches in the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, definitely the largest church, I believe, in Tennessee, uh, except for Bellevue. Bellevue would be the right. only church, I think, larger than Long Hollow. Uh, so it's, right. it's one of the largest churches in uh, the SBC, and uh, they're getting a good pastor, a good friend of ours, a uh, friend of the pod, is Robbie Gallaty. Yeah, and and certainly this is on people's radar screen as well because this was the the church where David Landreth was pastor, yes. and uh, as um, as he passed away, was it earlier this year? Or yeah, was it was earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, earlier this year, and so that he was so loved and respected uh, by so many, obviously in the Nashville area, but then even beyond. Um, and I I have never really encountered a pastor like him that was a mega church pastor, but you would, he didn't seem that way at all. Like he was just so, um, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but when I, when I first met him, his, uh, he had such a, a, a personality about him, very down to earth, very low key, just, just a really, really, um, I think special individual from what I, I heard also yeah. from people in his church. Well, and he's one of those guys that I've never heard anybody say, anything negative about David Landreth. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. And, and that's from people, you know, other people in the ministry to, you know, we have some family friends that were at the, uh, that are at long hollow and always said that. So, so the loss of, uh, of that particular pastor was one that was felt, yes. you know, far and wide. It was. And so, yeah. So people have a very specific interest in what happens in this church. So the, the announcement of that candidate is a big deal. It was. And uh, congratulations to Robbie. Uh, you know, we're I'm kind of expecting everything to go okay this weekend and sure. for, that, for that to go through. 
uh, be in prayer now, I guess, for Brainerd Baptist as they're looking for a new pastor if uh, Robbie were to take the pastorate at Long Hollow. So it'll be good to have Robbie uh, here locally. He's a good friend of ours and uh, has been around. Uh, he's a fellow LSU fan. He was down at New Orleans Baptist Theological Center and he studied under Jim Shaddix, who uh, of yes. southeastern fame, I guess you could say. Yes, we love, love, love Dr. Shaddix. So, so. Um, he, he has a lot of students that are kind of sprinkled everywhere, making yeah. a great impact. Yeah. David Platt, Tony Marita, yes. Bobby Gallaty now. So, yes. So, congratulations to Robbie. Another uh, congratulation goes out to Bill Hennard, the mm-hmm. new executive director of the West Virginia Convention of Southern Baptists. Yes, unanimous vote uh, in that the executive board meeting, and he's going to leave. He's been in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and ha- and um, as senior pastor at Porter Memorial, and then a professor of evangelism and church growth at Southern Seminary. Um, and he uh, he wrote a book, I think, didn't you? Yeah, can these bones this? live? Yeah, that can was one of my uh, one yeah. of my resources of the week earlier this year. Uh, yeah. Bill Hennardi's writes for me at Lifeway Pastors has been doing that for a while. Uh, some great articles on church revitalization. Whenever I first uh, asked Dr. Rayner about who I could get to write about church revitalization at Lifeway Pastors, the only name he gave me was Bill Hennard. He said, you go see Bill Hennard because he's, he's the guy to talk to. So, you know, congratulations to Dr. Hennard. I know he'll uh, he'll do a great job there in West Virginia. He's excited about that. So I'd heard about this. Yeah. Uh, this was coming for a while, and uh, they finally made it official uh, last week. And uh, so we congratulate Dr. Hennard on his new post yes, in West very, Virginia. Very exciting. And he is replacing a good man as well, um, Terry Harper, who yeah. retired last so, year. So that leaves us still with a couple of executive director holes to fill. One big one is in South Carolina, and from what I understand, they're getting close. So we'll see on that uh, if that one breaks soon. Some other news, and this is kind of a you know a unofficial news, but still fun. Uh, but Baptists among top seventy-five religion bloggers. Yeah, this is always interesting when this list pops out uh, every. Yeah, there are some legitimate year. lists. There are some illegitimate lists, or not so legitimate lists. Uh, this this is one of the legitimate ones, and uh, yes. this is from Newsmax. Newsmax, yes. And uh, top 75 religion bloggers in America. And there are, it says, at least uh, 10 Southern Baptists yeah. on the list. Yep. Um, and then several in the top 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, um, some of the ones we would expect, including your boss, yep. Tom Rayner. Yes. Uh, number Russell 16. Moore, yes. Russell Moore, Albert Moeller, number two. Yep. Number four, Russ Moore. Whose side I built, so just yes. Well, know. number two, Albert Muller, who I used to I, I used to transcribe for that. Yep, Ron Edmondson, uh, number seventeen, who writes for me at Lifeway Pastors as well. So yes. we're we're kind of connected in here. Trevin Wax, good friend of mine. I I counsel him on blogging every once in a while. He'll he'll come and ask me, hey, what do you think about this? Some strategy type stuff. I don't deal with Trevin's content because his content is way smarter than I am. Uh, oh yeah, but he, nobody. He, he'll he'll come to me for some tra- strategy pointers from here and from time to time. So, and, yes. and a new Baptist, James McDonald, at number 61. Yes, number 61. That was 61. big news earlier. We talked about that earlier this year in the mm-hmm. podcast. So, uh, a lot of different uh, names on here. Beth Moore yes. as well. Ed Stetzer. Yeah, so. Ed Stetzer, 68, who I used to work for. You used to work for. Correct. There's, there's a shorter list of people who haven't worked for Ed than people who have worked for Ed, I think. So, 
He has a, he has a network of uh, a former employees and well and current employees as well. That is yes. uh, l- deep and wide. Yes, and we all all kind of stay networked in there somehow. Mm-hmm. So. So, but a really cool article, and Marty Duran, good friend of ours, is quoted uh, quite a bit in this article. <laughs> I mean, Duran, he had some great quotes in here and talked about why you should blog and how blogging helps and, and why it's important for Christian leaders to blog and uh, really, really good insights into blogging and into Baptist blogging from Marty Duran. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, very knowledgeable in in those things. And he said, you know, at the end, he said, not having a blog will not kill a person's ministry or influence, but having a blog can greatly expand both. Yes. And I think you uh, and I would both agree that having yes. blogs greatly expands influence. And uh, we've, we've seen that firsthand. We've lived that. We've built that. So, yes, I haven't personally, there's no amywhitfield.com out there. Well, oh. there is one, but I can't afford it because they're, uh, they have quite a hefty price on it. Really? So. Wow, you, yeah. you must really be important if there's that kind of price on yours. I don't think that I'm that important, but someone owns that particular. Somebody name, thinks so. somebody is important yes. named Amy Whitfield. So yeah, yeah, that's so. why you go you go kind of off the grid with you know HowOriginal.com like I did. So very nice, yes. But anyway, all right, uh, another story. This one out of Louisville, a, a interesting conference. This is going to be a first ever conference on transgender issues at a Southern Baptist Seminary, uh, the Southern Baptist Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, will be hosting a conference on transgender confusion and transformational Christianity on October 5th. Yes, it is connected with the ACBC annual conference. That's Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. Um, And their subject is on homosexuality. So the transgenderism conference will go uh, in connection. So it's going to be... It'll be co-sponsored by CBMW. Yeah, which is the Council for Biblical Manhood and Womanhood led by Owen Strayan. Heath Lambert uh, is at uh, Southern, and he's the one in charge. He's the executive director at the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, they'll have Heath and Owen speaking of that, as well as Dr. Moeller, uh, Denny Burke, who we previously mentioned, and Jim Hamilton. Yes, and then the the ACBC conference after will follow uh, with several... Mm-hmm other uh, plenary speakers, yeah. uh, Rosaria Butterfield, Sam Alberry, Stuart Scott, uh, Robert Jones, who's a professor here at Southeastern, um, a lot uh, a, a lot of people who can speak to this. Yeah. It's going to be a, a, a very um, packed conference. Yeah, similar vein as the ERLC National Conference that they'd held here in Nashville last year that was on homosexuality, homosexuality and transgenderism, and uh, some similar lineup as well. Uh, Sam Alberry spoke at that last year. Uh, it was neat to meet Sam. Uh, it was fun because uh, Lizette Beard, our friend, mutual friend, we've already mentioned this, she spoke at that conference on mm-hmm. uh, on single uh, life, I guess you could say. Um, yes. And just did a bang-up job as well. And the first person to congratulate her and tell her what a great job she did afterwards, Sam Alberry Came out Very and found her in the hallway and uh, and came up to her. I was I was... I just happened to be standing right there, and he came up and was just so appreciative of her talk, and uh, that meant a lot because he he, so, he sought her out, came outside, and found her and and talked to her. So that was a uh, that was really nice of Sam. I was very wow. impressed by that. Uh, very nice guy um, from the UK. So wow, well, it was well deserved. She did yes. a fantastic. Oh, it was job. fantastic. It was one of the most fun 
moments, <laughs> uh, yes. just getting to see her, uh, speak at that. So that was fun. But, uh, right. yeah, so congratulations, uh, to the, uh, guys up at Southern hosting this. You can find out more about this conference and the other ones at, uh, SBC this week. And uh, we'll link to the article there and, uh, biblicalcounseling.com is the website specifically for the ACBC and their conference. Finally, this week, going to cover a a blog post, kind of an interesting thing, not not really news, but a blog post that had a news nugget in it that I found astounding uh, by one of your Southeastern students, Shaq Hardy. Yes, Shaq uh, is a, a student at Southeastern, and he works in the Center for Great Commission Studies. And it put something out this week, but uh, you actually reached out to me and said, this is fascinating. So It was. So here's the little nugget that I found really fascinating. Of the 4,800 missionaries uh, that serve with IMB, we've talked a lot about IMB over the last few weeks, only 27 are African-American. 27. 27. Not 2,700, not 27%. No, 27. 27. Like, like five hands and a two. So mm-hmm. 27. And uh, Shaq is an African-American student at Southeastern, as we talked about, and uh, he's going to the Dominican Republic and so he wrote a uh, post about that and just got his passport in. I, I just got a passport recently for the first time, too. So I'm, nice. I'm kind of with him, mine, um, to go to Canada, not not quite the Dominican Republic. Uh, but I'm going with Dr. Rainer on a speaking engagement to Canada. That he's speaking for a Baptist group up there, uh, doing like five talks. It's kind of kind of wild. It's going to be be a fun couple of days with him up in Canada. But uh, Shaq's going to the Dominican Republic. Yes, he is. Um, and Sha- let me just tell you, Shaq is a really uh, a great student. He's a great worker uh, in his role uh, with the Center for Great Commission Studies on campus. And so it's really uh, been a great thing to just see his heart um, and his excitement for missions grow. He really had a kind of a leadership role in uh, our team of people that went to crossover this year. And uh, he's just he's just a really, really incredible guy um, and has a, an unbelievable story. He even refers to that in the blog post about how he was uh, in foster care until he was around 10. Um, he had an, an amazing story even coming to the college at Southeastern just of how how he how he got there and, and um, just a just a great guy. And so this post is really neat how that stat has has touched him, has uh, affected him. And he wants to, uh, he, he said, I want this to start with me. Yeah. And, so. and he's living out the mission that you guys at Southeastern are preaching, which is go, you know, he's like, I am going and this is why. And, uh, and, but the reason he wrote this post, he's, he's looking for some fundraising support. So yes. So it is that that's part of, that's part of the blog post. I'm going to donate, uh, wow. tomorrow. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick in a little bit tomorrow. And um, cool. I would challenge our, our listeners to uh, to help Shaq out and uh, get him to the Dominican Republic. Well, very, uh, very exciting. So thank you for that, Jonathan. All right. Well, this week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds. So this week in SBC history, in 1958, there was a very interesting survey that was released. And you'll be fascinated to know that uh, it was a Baptist press survey. It had actually been conducted in May, but on September 19th, it was released by Baptist press. It had been tabulated by the department of research and statistics of the Baptist Sunday school board. The precursor so the to precursor, life way research. Yes. Wow. Precursor to life research. I didn't know they had a department of research. Back I in didn't either. That's I didn't amazing. either. 
but it was, it was a survey that had been conducted at the SBC in Houston in 1958, which was held in May. Um, they said, uh, they, they just asked them several questions. They got 1,392 questionnaires. Um, there was, they did say there was no attempt to sample a representative cross-section, but the precursor to LifeWay Research said they still think it gives a reasonably good indication of the attitude of all messengers. And you're going to love this. The title for this piece is that their findings are that Baptists are generally against any major changes. <laughs> really? And it took yeah. us, it's taken us how long to realize this? Yes. So uh, some of it was on location. That is absolute gold. Yes. Some of it was on location and convention patterns um, on how they, they didn't want to consider any other way of meeting. They wanted to continue meeting every year and move from city to city all over the country. Well, um, 57 years later, we're meeting yes. every year. We're so moving from city to city every year. So all seventy-two, yes, seventy-two point eight percent wanted meetings kept at present. But this is the thing that got my attention. They asked a question. Sixty-five and a half percent were solidly against a name change for the Southern Baptist wow. Convention. Wow. So even then, there was pretty significant conversation about it. So wow. three out of every ten messengers favored a change in the name greatest support for change was coming from states in which Southern Baptist work is newer, which I would have, I would assume yeah. certainly at that time would have been in the Northern states. Northern and Western. Yeah. Yes. So, so 60 um, years later, we're still we having the same discussions. The, the name change. Because we don't like change. That's right. That's right. And then there were a lot of questions just about demographics. Um, you know, the education of, uh, pastors and and things like that. M many yeah. of them were college educated, seminary educated. So there was a lot of a lot of that. But the other thing that was very interesting was that the average cost for a messenger to attend that convention in Houston, and that's from the time he left home until he returned, mm -hmm. one hundred seven dollars. Okay. So just even thinking about all the receipts this past time, I was blown away. <laughs> so anyway, well, you can't get a a hotel room now. For $107. That's correct, for even one night. So I was I looked around. I actually found several unique things that have happened this week. We can save those for another day. Uh, but after we've had so many discussions about how we do things and specifically about a name change in the last few years, um, and these things seem so very new to us, uh, the truth is, they're not. We've been talking about them uh, for a very long time, and at least in in one survey, it all started this week in SBC history. Well, that is fascinating, and I, I looked it up while you were talking there. The inflation calculator says that $107 in 1957 would be like spending $907 in today's money. So, okay, you know, I, I think if, if you were driving, say you live somewhere like in Nashville and you drove to Columbus and you stayed in Columbus for two nights and meals and came home, you probably spent around $907. So yeah. even this much, you know, in the future, 60 years later, it's still about the same. Probably so. so. Because Baptists don't like change. That's correct. So. Although, I don't know, I bought a lot of donuts in Columbus, so I might have spent more than donuts? that. Donuts? Where did you get donuts in Columbus? You didn't at that, that oh, place. Oh, oh yes, in the market. Yeah. Yes, in the farm. Yeah. Oh, yes. So yes. Good. I had a, um, I think it was lemon berry. Lemon blueberry. Um, yeah. That market donut. was incredible. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay. The best the best food I had though was at the uh, the pancake balls place. Those were amazing. Yeah. The stuffed I, the, the the dolce de leche stuffed pancake thingies. Yes. Oh, good night. Everything I had absolutely was amazing. So all right, here we are back to all right. food. Yes, okay. back to food. Re- yes, resource this of the week. SBC food. Yes. That's our other podcast. That's right. Um, my resource of the week. We were talking about the uh, bloggers and uh, Marty Duran's comments and, and contribution to that article. So my resource of the week is Kingdom in the Midst, which yeah. is Marty Duran's blog. And he really it's focusing on issues that are interesting to evangelicals at large, really dealing with the culture, how we think about things. And uh, I, I find myself a lot of times when I'm thinking through issues like the Planned Parenthood videos, when I'm thinking about um the news, elections, politics, anything like that, as I'm trying to really wrestle with my own positions and articulate, I will end up reading a post at Marty Duran's blog and say that that puts words to what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and right now, if you, if you go to MartyDuran.com, you will find a, a wonderfully designed ad for HowOriginal.com in the sidebar nice. that he's, he's trolling me with. Um, yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, he said something about people paying for ads on a spot, you know, or in a site. And I was like, well, here's two bucks. And I threw $2 at him. So he took my money and he went back and he put this ad up that looks awful on his website, trolling me for, for throwing money at him about it. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> there it is. So, hey, let's bring more attention to that terrible ad. So, uh, th- yeah. Love it. Anyway, so, yeah. So thanks, Marty. I appreciate the uh, the advertising spot you're giving me because marty's had a lot of traffic this week um uh, with his uh fake news post he was telling me about that this morning so it's coming from all over the place but uh, all right so my resource of the week is five leadership questions podcast with barnabas piper and todd atkins uh, it's a podcast that we produce out of lifeway and those guys do a great job talking leadership with people from all over uh it may be just a leadership topic that they're going to have five questions on or a leadership person that they'll have five questions with uh, but every week, five questions. And I was blessed today to be a guest on their Very podcast, nice. which is odd for me because I'm usually the host of the podcast, always the podcast host, never the podcast guest uh, until today, and which I, uh, I was a guest on their podcast and a guest on Dan Darling's podcast, The Way Home, which you have highlighted before here on the podcast. So I, Yeah, um, I've highlighted yeah. his book. And then... Yeah. So I have, uh, I, I've hit like, two podcasts and one day it was weird being on the other side them asking me questions i'm like no i'm the guy that asked the questions very nice so, very nice but, well uh, this yeah. is enjoyed it this is good and barnabas is part of another podcast yes, the, the happy, happy rant, rant. Yes. yes which that's With ted cluck and Stephen out right a lot of good snark there yes so. it's um it's quite the ranting podcast but but in a happy way oh a lot of fun. happy trees happy trees hence hence the name happy rant yes so that'll do it for us this week on SBC This Week. Any final thoughts, Amy? Um, nope. I just hope that when uh, when we come back together next week, I will be able to say it's been a normal one in the Whitfield house. Well, we got a we got a, a neat interview coming up next week on the podcast. Won't want to miss that. Got David Platt in town uh, next week, and I've got an interview with him at 8 o'clock on Wednesday morning. So we will have him on the podcast and who knows who else may be in town for executive committee meeting this week. Uh, don't forget that comes up this week. Pray for your executive committee members and your entity heads as usual. Uh, they'll be here in Nashville. So uh, they'll all be descending on the music city 
and uh, be neat to see them. I'll be at that. So we'll be live tweeting that on Monday and Tuesday because I've got to be there because the boss well, has got to be there. So I'm going with the boss across the street. Very good. So this is going to be fun. Uh, but right. So follow us on Twitter at SBC This Week, and uh, you can follow along with all the happenings of the Executive Committee board meeting this next week. Sounds great. See you next week.